Hello everyone and welcome to another episode from the green team of the Legendarium. I'm Merlia and I'm joined today by Befuddled Panda. Say hi. Hello. And Starcast. Hi. To discuss some anticipated book releases for the first half of uh, 2022. To start off with, while most of our listeners may already be familiar with one of our podcast stars, Befuddled Panda, as myself and Starcast are newer, less frequent members of the podcast, I thought we could each go through some books we have read and enjoyed this year. That way, everyone listening can get an idea of what we enjoy reading, and this may have influenced our choices for anticipated books for 2022. Did you want to go first, Star? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, some of the books I enjoyed this year. Um, I read uh, the Terra Ignota series. Uh, by recommendation of uh, Kip, and I loved it series. Also, the Goblin Emperor. Uh, the I shouldn't try to say the name. So, um, the name of the book is um, uh, a memory called Empire, and then the Divine Cities trilogy. Okay. Um, so this year I read um, so two books were released by an Australian author who writes in the young adult space. Um, her books, The Prison Healer, which was actually one of the anticipated books from our last episode that we did last year, um, and the sequel to that, which is The Gilded Cage by Lynette Noni. Um, so those two were two of my favourite reads. Um, I also read Iron Widow most recently. Um the Starless Sea, I listened to on an audio book, and that was actually a really good way to listen to that particular book. Um, and the other two books that I really enjoyed this year were The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller and Queen's Rising by Rebecca Ross. Nice. Um, for me, a lot of the books that I read and enjoyed were discussed on the podcast. Like, we read um, The Witness for the Dead, which was sequel to The Goblet Emperor. Paladin of Souls, which was sequel to The Curse of Chalion by Lois McMaster Bajold. Malazin has been a thing. <laughs> um, I got to reread a childhood favorite, The Phantom Tollbooth, and we also talked about that one on the podcast. That was really fun. Some non-SFF books that I read and enjoyed. I read Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry some contemporary romance. That was fun. Oh, I did read The Ordinary Princess by MMK, which was a suggestion by uh, our lovely Megan from the main Legendarium podcast. It's a very short children's book, and it was just so nice, so lovely. Um, so I highly recommend that if people haven't read it yet. And it's very quick. And yeah, I think those are the highlights. Um, we did get to read um, Fugitive Telemetry, which is a novella in the Murderbot Diaries by Ma Martha Wells. And that was so much fun. Um, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to more books in, in that series. Yeah, it's definitely a, a fun little series to read. And it's a quick one, too. Mm -hmm. I still ha only haven't have read the uh, first two. <laughs> How could you stop after the second one? I think I've only mm -hmm. read three or four of them so far. All right. So we are going to cover the first half of this year, of the coming, coming year in this episode. And we may look at doing another episode midway through the year to cover book releases in the second half. So I think the easiest way to go through these releases is to go through by month. Um, so we'll go through. And let's start with January. Um, Panda, did you want to go first this time? Sure. There are so many in January. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, the first one that will be coming out in January, on January 4th, is Where the Drowned Girls Go by Shannon McGuire, which is going to be the newest installment in the Wayward Children series. And this time, it's going to be a bit different because... It's going to be about students at the anti-magical school. We've been very focused on Eleanor's school and her students, but this time we're going to get um, a different part of the world. And the students at the anti-magical school apparently are 
rebelling against their oppressive faculty. I'm very excited, and it's going to be a short, quick read. Um, but it's always it's always fun, even though there some of the books in the series are a bit of a miss. They don't quite always hit the mark. Um, they're still fun, uh, little quick reads, and. Um, so these are not going to be like in totally chronological order within the month. Um, but my next highest anticipated in January is Saga issue number 55. And the yeah, they've been on hiatus for a while, but they're finally coming back with a new story arc. And I'm debating whether or not to like actually read the issues or wait until a new volume comes out. I don't know if I can wait that long, but and we'll see. From some, someone who reads a lot of uh, mangas, uh-huh. I can only say that it's the best to read it in one go. Uh, because, I know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because when you have to to wait uh, like every, every week every uh, one chapter, oh boy, yeah. that's even worse. <laughs> I have to wait most of the time, so one chapter a, a week, but even that is torture. It is, yeah. But I'm like, I'm itching for, you know, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on rereading the first mm-hmm. half of the series since it's been a really long time. So I'll get my saga fixed that way while I wait for the next volume to come out. Yeah, but that also doesn't help because... Most of the time, you're done in in one day or two. <laughs> yeah. I, I, ha- I have that often. Often uh, with with manga, I see. Okay, I have to wait, and then mm-hmm. I reread it multiple times in two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's gonna be a hard one to wait for. Um, other ones that I'm interested in that are are pretty new like i hadn't heard of them before um until i started doing the research for this episode um there's a book called how high we go in the dark by sequoia nagamatsu which comes out january 18th and i guess we should also preface that the release dates that we mentioned here are what is currently published and available at the time of this recording they're subject to change so keep that in mind um, but what's interesting about this one, How High We Go in the Dark, is um, Alan Moore, who's the creator of Watchmen and V for Vendetta, he was quoted as saying, haunting and luminous, How High We Go in the Dark orchestrates its multitude of memorable voices into beautiful and lucid science fiction, an astonishing debut. And I'm like, okay, Alan Moore is very well respected in the sci-fi world. So if he's saying that, like, I think this is going to be really good. Um, it's also blurb as saying, for fans of Cloud Atlas and Station Eleven, a spellbinding and profoundly prescient debut that follows a cast of intricately linked characters over hundreds of years as humanity struggles to rebuild itself in the aftermath of a climate plague. A daring and deeply heartfelt work of mind-bending imagination from a singular new voice. It just sounds so exciting. Um, so yeah, that's another one. And then kind of in the same vein um, of like sci-fi, horror, there's an, a book called Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes, which would be released January 25th. And this is what got me. Titanic meets The Shining in S.A. Barnes's Dead Silence, an SF horror novel in which a woman and her crew board a decades lost luxury cruiser and find the wreckage of a nightmare that hasn't yet ended. A ghost ship, a salvage crew, unspeakable horrors. Now, I'm not really a horror fan, but there are times where I'm just like curious enough that I want to give it a try. (laughs) And I think this one, this one is like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty curious about it. That sounds like it would make a good movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I I love the descriptions of most uh, of most horror, horror novels, but I just can't read them. I'm too scared. 
yeah my imagination takes takes way too much um away when i read a book so you know reading the horror is definitely not something that i do on a regular basis yeah, yeah. maybe i'll oh. save that for like october of next year <laughs> okay but i but i have to say I, I have to shove a graphic novel really fast in in uh because i am reading it right now and it's really good and it's called uh, something is killing uh, the children oh yeah it's it's a horror fantasy urban urban fantasy uh, graphic novel it's really good but damn it's dark <laughs> i mean that title is very dark <laughs> yes it's yeah yeah oh go ahead Okay, I just wanted to say it's basically uh, about uh, a small town where uh, kids go missing and um, mysterious uh, handwriting uh, comes out of nowhere and uh, says uh, they can save the children. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Enda, have you finished your January list? Um, I have one more to mention. It's called Servant Mage by Kate Elliott, which is slated to come out January 18th. In Kate Elliott's Servant Mage, a lowly fire mage finds herself entangled in an empire-spanning conspiracy on her way to discovering her true power. They choose their laws to secure their power. And the cover of this book is what really caught my attention when I first learned about it. Um, the cover artist is Tommy Arnold, who is um, one of my favorite cover artists. Uh, he did the one for um, the Subterranean Press editions for the Red Rising Saga, and his, and also the like Gideon the Ninth, um, Harold the Ninth covers. And the way that he draws this dragon on the cover is just ugh stunning i love it so i'm very excited to like Ooh. i this is definitely a situation where it's like the cover has definitely intrigued me to wanting to read the book i just looked him up and he also did the cover for a taste of honey and mm. uh sarsava of the white deeps nice i haven't read any kate elliott she's been on my radar for a while um because she writes dragon books yeah, and I have. I, I think I may have tried to read one of her books, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really what I was looking for at the time, so I didn't really get into it. Gotcha. Yeah, should need to revisit her. Okay, I'm done. All right, Star. Did you want to run through? I okay. don't have as much any where as okay. many books as Panda. <laughs> My anticipated list. I have quite a lot of graphic novels because they are they are often in a quarter. Yes, uh, one quartal, uh, how should I say? It's shown uh, over a quarter, quarter of a year what, uh, what's going to be released. So there's quite a lot of graphic novels coming out. So the first one, which is uh, probably the most anticip anticipated of the whole year, is uh, The Many Deaths of Lila Star uh, by... Ram V and uh, Liebe Andrade. It's coming out on January 18th. And the description is with hum humanity on the verge of discovering uh, immortality, death is fired and placed in the body of Leila Star, who is now trying to stop the discovery from happening. Yeah. Because there is a little ch child who is born and that child is uh, supposed to discover immortality. Mm. So now, so now uh, Death is trying to, I don't know, kill, kill that girl. After that is uh, Made in Korea. Uh, that is by Jeremy Holt and George uh, Schall. It's uh, about a nine-year-old girl, Jessie, from Korea, who gets adopted by a lovely American couple. And also discovers that she is an uh, artificial intelligence. Oh. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> I wonder if and her family knows that she's an AI. I have no idea. It, 
It just sounds really intriguing, so I wanted to read that. Mm-hmm. After that is uh, by Bouzard. Uh, that is by Gerard uh, Mangomble, uh, Frederic uh, Plou. And it's about an unequal battle between the much-beloved pirate Balbazar and the Empress's uh, best officer, Commodore. I'm really proud of me that I managed to uh, get a description in one sentence, sentence, because initially it was three paragraphs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. So sometimes it can be quite difficult to break down a book synopsis into a couple of sentences. Yeah. And do, do, do. the last uh, graphic novel uh, is uh, Rangers of the Divide by Megan Huang. And it's basically about a ragtag group of tracking, tracking riding cadets with, uh, with the mentor trying to save humanity. Ooh, I think yes. that one has piqued all of our interests. <laughs> we all like dragons. Oh, mm-hmm. forgot one. And that's also a horror one which I forgot right now and that's uh, Rain issue one by David M. Boher uh, Joe Hill and uh, Zoe Forgood which is a queer ap- uh, queer uh, apolo- God, apocalyptic comic series where two uh, lovers try to survive crystal nails raining from down from the sky what? <laughs> that sounds scary as f yes i i saw i saw the cover and it's we really big nails out of crystal oh my goodness uh yeah imagine a a spike from uh an inquisitor from a mistborn just a lot larger oh my goodness yes this is crazy yes i have no idea how they how they got the idea but i'm here for it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, and I only have one book, uh, so one written book, and mm-hmm. that is the Starless Crown by James Rowling. And honestly, I was uh, too lazy to uh, to to write a sentence from myself. So I just uh, took a quote from the back co- back cover. And it says, uh, an alliance embarks on a dangerous journey to uncover the secrets of the distant past and save the world. All right. Uh, so I only had one book for January, and it looks like Panda also had it on her list. <laughs> and it is um, Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan, uh, supposed to come out on the 11th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, the synopsis of the book is, it is a captivating debut fantasy inspired by the legend of the Chinese moon goddess Chang'e. I will admit I am actually Chinese, but I don't speak any Chinese. So <laughs> I apologise no if, if I got that wrong. Um, in which a young woman's quest to free her mother pits her against the most powerful immortal in the realm and sets her on a dangerous path where choices come with deadly consequences and she risks losing more than her heart. So... It's Ooh. a young adult adult crossover type book with um, Chinese mythology as its base. Um, and a beautiful a, cover. Yeah. There's been quite a lot of um, Chinese mythology and Chinese history books come out recently, mm-hmm. um, which has is, is been good. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be a first in a series. Yes. Yes. Um, cool. So then we also had a couple of suggestions uh, of anticipated books from Kip Chan, um, who is looking forward to um, Quantum of Nightmares by Charles Stross, <laughs> which is close to being the finale of The Laundry Files. Um, and we've also got Akata Woman. Akata Woman uh, by Nettie Akora 4. Which I, I think she's been mentioned before in our, in our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the third book. The third book in the Akata Witch series, which I don't know if it's going to be the last one. It might be, but um, I, yeah. Let's move on to February then. Yeah, I only have one book there, so <laughs> I could go first. Yeah, sure. And 
I think you're gonna love that book already because it's ca called The Dragon Universe Volume 1. <laughs> it's uh, by various authors and it comes out on February uh, 16th and it's an encyclopedia about dragons which all exist in the same uh, universe or in the same on the same planet. Mm. So, it's, so it's basically a collab collaborative uh, exploration of uh, authors, uh, yeah, how a world would look like with dragons on it. Sign me up. <laughs> Only we could all yeah. have a pet dragon. <laughs> I, j I need mine to be a bit more portable size, though. Yeah. Oh. Well, there was a oh, there was a book that I was reading recently that they had mini miniature dragons. Oh yeah, I uh, I had finally time to read uh, the Tea Dragon Society. <gasps> yeah, so cute. They are so adorable. Yeah, I'm so happy that there are multiple books out out uh, mm -hmm. of that series. Yeah, that's definitely um, a series that can go on and on and on and. They can merchandise it. <laughs> yes. Yes. The book that I read this year that had mini dragons in it was Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber. Mm. Uh, they they have these baby like mini dragons, and a lot of merchants use them to like roast their apples and like roast their food <laughs> at their store. <laughs> and it was just the most so adorable cute. sounding description. Uh, oh, oh my goodness. And that that reminds me. I have uh, back this year uh, a Kickstarter of a game uh, which which is called uh, Flamecraft, and it's it's about a hum human town where uh, out of nowhere uh, baby dragons uh, start start appearing and they help the humans uh, to run the shops and you are playing uh, as one of the shopkeepers. And you hire dragons uh, to help you. Nice. And the art is so cute. Aww. I think we need to make an episode just focus on dragons. I think we do. Yes. All the best dragons in the books that we've read so far. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I have two books that I'm anticipating for February. Um, I'll start with the one that's part of a series. It's called Library of the Sapphire Wind by Jane Linskold. And this is interesting because um, it's it's the first in a series, and the series is called Overwear. But the sequel to the book, uh, to this first book, is going to come out in April of 2022. So it's like boom, boom. And it's a new fantasy series from New York Times bestselling author. It delivers a cross-generational novel with adult and YA appeal. And Jane Linskold is um, her on her website. She has um, about section. And it's really interesting reading about just like who she is and her influences and life experiences that impact her as a writer. She's written multiple series, um, including co-writing with David Weber. Um, other series that she's written is called Firekeeper Saga and Breaking the Wall. And she just sounds like a really interesting person. And I would love to get to know her writing. So that's the first one. And then the second book is called Clean Air by Sarah Blake. Um, and this should be coming out February 8th. And um, Angie Kim, who's the author of Miracle Creek, was quoted as saying, this is an amazing blend of page-turning mystery, important commentary about environmental destruction, and poignant portraiture of maternal love. Sarah Blake is a poet and it shows in her economical prose, distilled insights, and wonderfully disturbing imagery. I mean, it's... I. I don't know what else to say. It just sounds scary um, and too real, but also very intriguing and I can't look away. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of environmental uh, sci-fi books mm -hmm. and fantasy books those last years. Uh, one, yep. of, one, yeah, one book I'm also anticipating is uh, The Rose House by Akadi Martine. 
that's also dealing mm. with uh, climate climate change, mm -hmm. but it hasn't a re release date yet. So yeah. mm. okay, I have a few for February. Um, so as it may be evident, my books tend to lean on the young adult side. Um, the first book that I've got on my list is a book called Only a Monster by Vanessa Len. Um, this is, I, I looked at the Goodreads synopsis, synopsis and then kind of tried to break it down into a sentence. So what I have is a teenager is sent to stay with her late mother's family and discovers that they're monsters with implications for her being a monster herself. Um, so it's a book that's designed to sort of, well, you know, the protagonist is not the hero, essentially. I see. Um, the second book that I have on my list is A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. Um, this is her first adult book. Um, she is, has written um, a few young adult books recently and has actually just had a book released in the young adult space. So she's got two books coming out very, very close together. Um, and this particular book is based around young girls disappearing from the magical isle of Cadence and two childhood enemies from this isle are thrown together and they need to work together to find out why these girls are, are disappearing. Um, and what's going on on their on their old island? Um, and my third book is again one of those books that it was really the cover that kind of captivated me, but also uh, the it is has been pitched as being for fans of Spirited Away. Um, mm. So I'm sure that there's probably lots of people who enjoyed Spirited Away. Um, it's called The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea, and it's. Description is a girl saves her brother's beloved by sacrificing herself to the sea god in the hopes of appeasing him and saving her village. Uh, but when she ends up under the sea, she discovers that the sea god is caught in an enchanted sleep and sets out to wake him up. Aww. Heartwarming. <laughs> I hope it's heartwarming, not like, uh, <laughs> not like so twist, everyone dies. <laughs> Well, the most. I think it is a young adult style book, so I'm sure it's probably mm -hmm. heartwarming. I hope. <laughs> um, and my last book, it just gets a special mention because um, I'm a, a Sarah J. Maas fan. Um, her second book in the Crescent City series, which is her mm. adult series, comes out in February. Um, so it's House of Sky and Breath, which is the sequel to A House of Earth and Bone. It's easy just to say it's Crescent City number two. Um, yeah. but I won't go into that synopsis of that one. You know, she's really good at naming her books. <laughs> just like all the titles of her books are very, they flow very well. They're very poetic. I haven't read anything by her, but just the titles of her books, I'm like, yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> Except they're all so long that they all get uh, abbreviated. And there's oh, that's so, true. so many abbreviations. Akatar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I also haven't read anything by her, but uh, I just love to to uh, listen to people talk about them. <laughs> she she's one of these authors where you have a little bit of a love hate relationship with her work work because uh -huh. she has a tendency to have very similar tropes throughout her books, mm. but everybody loves them. Even though you, mm -hmm. you like you, you kind of love them, but you hate them at the same time because you're just like you know that she's going to do something to a particular character, and she's just like, no, don't do that. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. So there's a few things that we're uh, in a couple of book communities have spoken about that they think she might do, and they're hoping that she doesn't do in this particular book because there's um, <laughs> her, her books are all full of romance. Um, uh -huh. And they also tend to be on the steamy side of romance. Uh -huh. uh, and she does things to the love interests that we're just like, why did she do that to that character? <laughs> <laughs> because she can. Yep. All right. March? Yes. Yeah. What do we got? Um, I got something. And it's the last graphic novel I have. Uh, it's Eve by Victor Laval. The author of a uh, ballad of a uh, of Black Tom mm -hmm. and uh, Zhou Ming Jiang. Uh, I hope I said that correct. Um, and, it, and it's coming out on March first. 
and I'll okay I'll cut cut uh, the description really short so it's gonna sound a bit racket is that the right word a bit uh, what okay a bit mm, when it uh, you you'll know when you hear it okay <laughs> yeah most of humanity died out and hid in virtual reality After being awoken from the virtual reality, nine-year-old Eve, ha Eve uh, has tried to save her fa father in a much-changed Earth. So yeah. a bunch, most of humanity has died, and yes. the survivors are trapped inside a virtual reality, or they, or they chose to? They chose, I think. They chose okay. to go in a virtual reality. And Got it. Then uh, years after, uh, the nine-year-old uh, kid Eve uh, gets walking, walking uh, from it, uh -huh. and uh, now has to save her father. And mm. it's it's uh, an Afrofuturism book. Ooh, okay, it's got it. Afrofuturistic book. Yeah, that's the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I think I only have one for March, um, and it's this—it's a book that I only just found out about yesterday, called *The Circus Infinity* by Con Wong. And honestly, I read this one sentence. I was like, "Yes, I want to read it." It says, "A circus takes down a crime boss on the galaxy's infamous pleasure moon in found family tale." I mean. It's got all these buzzwords that I'm just like, yes, I want to read you. I love found family. Um, and reading about the author, Con Wong, um, his, his website says, in past chapters of life, Con has published poetry and played cello in an earnest folk rock duo. As an internationally known hula hoop teacher and performer he's toured with a circus taught workshops all over the world and produced circus art shows in san francisco he's worked in the nonprofit arts for many years most recently as arts funder for a public sector grant making agency so he knows what he's talking about when it comes to circus and i'm very excited for it interesting yes and it's supposed to come out march 8th I'll put that one on my list. <laughs> Do right. you have something? Yes, I have two, well, three books on my list. Uh, the first one is Gallant by V.E. Schwab, uh, who is the uh -huh. author of the Darker Shade of Magic series and Vicious and Vengeful, and she's got a large back catalogue of books. Um, this book is was a little bit tricky to condense the synopsis down, so I'll just read... A few, a few sentences that um, stood out to me. So everything casts a shadow, even in the world we live in. And as with every shadow, there is a place where it must touch a scene where the shadow meets its source. So this is a dark and original tale about the place where the world meets its shadow and the young woman beckoned by both sides. So it's it, it sounds like it's got a little bit of a darker shade of magic flavour to it. Um, um, the worlds of shadow and light. And my second book is The City of Dusk by Tara Sim. Um, Tara Sim is traditionally or has been previously a young adult author, and this is her new adult um, dark epic fantasy. Um, broken down into small components, um, the four heirs of different noble houses form a tenuous alliance to keep their kingdom from descending into a realm-shattering war. Um, so they've got Risha is a necromancer, Angelica is an elementalist, um, Tasia is a shadow-wheeling rogue, and Nick is a soldier. So the four of these, um, four of them have to then band together and um, fight against the, I think it's the gods. Mm -hmm. The other book that I had on my list that's coming out in March is The War of Two Queens, which is the fourth book in Jennifer L. Armantrout's From Blood and Ash series. Um, I haven't actually read any further past the first book in this series, so um, it was just on my radar um, to be looking in, into. Yeah, so before we go to um, April, I would uh, just really quickly um, add a book uh, which is supposed to come out in 
Alter in Spring or Summer of uh, 2022, but it's it isn't very clear when. So uh -huh. I'm gonna throw it in here. Uh, so it's Earth Loan by uh, Francis uh, Wen, and it's uh, it's about um, after saving uh, Corinna Arden, the healer uh, even has a woman's woman's uh, with her twin Xavier. Uh, God, no, I said that name so wrong. So I cannot say that name without <laughs> stumbling. I think I'm just gonna continue. <laughs> and gets tangled up in a conspiracy. Meanwhile, Oliver is investigating a murder and gets tangled up with the twin who are, whose name I cannot say too. What is the name of the book? Uh, Earth Loan by Frances Irwin. Earth Flown? Yes. Oh. oh, there's murder, a drug cartel. That cover looks um, amazing. <laughs> Wait until you see... To, you have seen uh, the website for it. Go on the website Ooh. for it. Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. There is a book that sort of popped up on the radar in the book world as well, which, depending on what sort of circles you run in, um, may or may not have come across it, and it's called The Atlas Six by Olive mm -hmm. Blake. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a TikTok book. Yep. Um, and it's actually been picked up by Tor Publishing to actually be properly published. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, yeah. I have heard of that. So that one's a March book as well. Mm. And then for the Expanse fans, there will be a short story collection published in March, March 15th, called Memories Legion, which I have not read that series. It is on my to-read list. I have no idea when I'm going to get to it. <laughs> All right, April. Let's go. So I might as well start. Um, so I have a book called Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher on my list. Uh, the thing that got me was uh, the synopsis, which is a convent raised third-born daughter undertakes a quest to take down the tyrannical rulers of a kingdom and is joined by a grave witch, a reluctant fairy godmother, a strapping former knight, and a chicken possessed by a demon. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love those demon possessed chickens. <laughs> I've never read anything by T. Kingfisher, but I see, I see, I think it's a she, her. I'm not sure. Um, her name pop up quite often. And my second book that I have that's um, on my radar for April is A Discord of Gods by Jen Lyons, which is the final book in her Chorus of Dragons series, which has had a little bit of discussion on our Discord channel from a few people who have read it and yeah. has a few divided views <laughs> series oh. as a whole. <laughs> um, there's also um, Speaking Bones, which is the fourth book of, the, of Ken Liu's Dandelion Dynasty series coming out in April mm -hmm. as well, which, again, yes. I haven't actually read, but I own some very pretty copies of the book. <laughs> yes. I'm very excited to start that series. So am I. Yeah. I started in started it and I already how should I say it's not like I disliked it but I already met my uh, least favorite uh, character trope oh really? yeah I and, see. and uh, how should I say it's one that is often used and that's the uh, how should I say the, the type of character who goes in literally literally uh, every every uh, pub and drinks and yeah, just gets drunk. Mm, I just I see. don't like such characters. Gotcha. Um, it seems like Speaking Bones may have different. We we may have different publication dates. I saw June twenty first. Uh, okay, but who knows? Again, these dates are subject to change. Yeah. I, I had that one in April, so I don't know. Should I go next? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've got uh, The Memory Librarian by Janelle Monet. I think that's how it's, uh, how her name is uh, spoken. Because on the A is a really weird symbol, which I don't know. 
Um, and it's and it's uh, an F F. God, if I can only say that name without stumbling, an Afrofuturistic uh, anthology inspired uh, by her album uh, Dirty Computer, and uh, she chose uh, five authors who each uh, wrote a short story in in the world of uh, the Dirty Computer. Wait, so there is an album called Dirty Computer? Yes. She is a singer. Oh. Yeah. And there is already a, a film about her album. And I think even a graphic novel, but I would have to look it up again. Interesting. And now, now in 2022, there is an anthology based on it. Wow. Yeah. Multimedia. That we. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Right, Panda. Okay, um, I just have one, um, and it looks like Starcast, you're also interested in this one. It's called Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, who is the author of um, Station Eleven and The Glass Hotel. Mm-hmm. And this is slated to come out April 5th. It is a novel about art, time, love, and Plague that takes the reader from Vancouver Island in 1912 to a dark colony on the moon 500 years later, unfurling a story of humanity across centuries and space. And I I haven't read The Glass Hotel yet. Um, I did read Station Eleven, and I really liked her writing style uh, and mm-hmm. her concepts. So I'm excited to see what else she has in store for this new book. I just thought, thought about it, about it that pandemic no- novels have a really different meaning <laughs> after 2020. Yep. I don't know why. Huh. Yep. Hmm, why could it be? I think there were a lot of authors who had books that released either this year or last year. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, 2020, and 20, 2020 and 2021, and they had some sort of a plague effect, and they were like, Promise we didn't write this because of the blank. <laughs> um, and then there is a, a highly anticipated sequel coming out by John Gwynn. Um, the sequel to The Shadow of Gods is slated to come out April 12th. And it just got a cover release. The title is called The Hunger of the Gods. And I've yet oh, to yes. start it. I haven't yet to start it too, but I saw the cover and I was—I actually was confused because it looked so similar to the first cover. It does, yeah. But I know, uh, I think Lady Sweden is looking forward to that one. Mm. Oh yeah, I have heard that it's worth reading. It's, mm. it's on my list. Yeah, I would have to finally try some uh, Krim Dark Krim Dark novels or slowly get into them. But I said. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we done with April? I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. On to May. Who wanna start? You can start if you like. Okay. The one who asked. Um. Yeah. Wait. What the first one? Um. Oh yeah. Siren Queen by Nivo. Uh. It's coming out on my tenth, and it's about a queer as Asian American who goes to pre-code Hollywood with the twist that in this alternate universe, monsters are real. Yeah. I think uh, Nivo uh, described it as Hollywood as a fairy, fairy land where, yeah, where your wishes uh, don't become what you actually wish, wished for. <laughs> hey. I sound, yeah, the, the synopsis of this one sounds very, very interesting. Mm. Yep. And and I find it pretty interesting that it's uh, specifically written that it's a uh, pre-code Hollywood. So uh, before, oh God, I forgot the no- name of the code, codes, heinous codes, hein code, Kippert okay, Kimi. <laughs> Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Me neither. Yeah, it, I I think it's uh, it's uh, talking about a code uh, where, for example, uh, same a positive same sex uh, 
showings are forbidden and ah yeah I, I this code i think it's called or was called okay and did you have anything for me i just have one um it's called seasonal fears by shauna mcguire and it's the sequel to middle game middle game came out a few years ago and i it's a very interesting premise about these two these this pair of twins who were created by this, you know, kind of psychotic scientist who was trying to take over the world. And their names are Roger and Dodger. And one's really good with like words and language. And the other one's really good with math. And together they're just like unstoppable force. Um, I really enjoyed Middle Game. And I am very much looking forward to this sequel. I didn't even know that there was a sequel for it. Also, mm -hmm. I haven't read it yet, yet by I didn't expect to be there, to, uh, to be there. I think, so I think originally Middle Game could have been, a, it could be a standalone, um, but it's, there's so much more to explore. Um, mm -hmm. She also has a series that's set in the world of Middle okay. Game. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, so like in Middle Game, there is this... Um, like Alice in Wonderland kind of, or Wizard of Oz, sorry, Wizard of, Wizard of Oz-like uh, fairy tale story that gets referenced. And the author of that story is called A. Deborah Baker. Um, and Shauna McGuire has gone ahead and written, there's now two books, two like novellas um, that she writes as A. Deborah Baker that tells that oh. story. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's a That's bit meta. Yeah, and I just, uh, I, f I forgot one book. It's a novella, okay. too. Yeah, so it's coming out on May uh, 31st, and it's uh, These Prisoning Hills uh, by Christopher Rove, and it's about uh, a search uh, for a powerful uh, cre creature made by a godlike uh, artificial intelligence who decimated the American Southeast years ago. So I would say a mix out of sci-fi and fantasy and horror, of course. Okay. Nice. I just noticed I have a lot of horror novels, even though I don't <laughs> read them. Well, <laughs> They just sound so exciting. <laughs> yes. What about you, Merlia? Um, so I have a couple of books. Um, the first is Book of Night by Holly Black. Um, so Holly Black is the author of the Folk of the Air trilogy, which was a popular young adult series, um, the first book of which is The Cruel Prince. So Book of Night is her adult release, so she decided she's going to write some books for adults, and, and here it is. Um, the book is... A modern dark fantasy about shadowy thieves and secret societies um, in very similar vein of the of Ninth House and the Night Circus. So um, it's her adult debut. Um, I haven't actually read The Cruel Prince um, and the Folk of the Air series yet, but it is something that has been highly spoken about in a lot of circles. Um, and my second book for May is Forging Silver into Stars by Bridget Kemmerer. So Bridget Kemmerer wrote um, the Curse Breaker series, which was A Curse So Dark and Lonely as the first book. Um, I absolutely loved that book. The rest of the series I had some feelings about. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, is, this book is continuing along in the same world that the Curse Breaker series was set in, uh, but it's following one of the other characters that's in the, the book. So it's the start of a new series that follows a different one of the side characters from um the curse breakers series so it's this it's the sort of book that you would need to read the curse breaker series to then be able to get the rest of um to understand i guess where this world oh, is coming okay from. i mean i think she says that you probably don't have to but to understand i think to pick up bits and pieces about the characters it's probably worth having read those books mm -hmm. um i did read another book of hers that she released this year that was separate from that that i did enjoy quite a bit more so it's just some of the decisions she made in, in her series that I didn't really agree with. I see. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Uh, 
All right. Some uh, some plugs here. Captain is looking forward to Aversion by Alistair Reynolds. I have no idea what that book is going to be about, but I know it will be sci-fi. The Weaponized by Neil Asher. And I had to put this one in here for Tor, um, our, our lovely Norwegian on the Discord server. A guy, Gabriel K, is coming out with a new book called All the Seas of the World. My arts nemesis. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of feel, feel bad for hate, hating Tigana, but also not just hating. <laughs> I've yet to read it, so I don't know. Cool. All right, last month, June. Who starts? Uh, I can go. Okay. So I've got two. Um, one, uh, the first book is called January 15th. Which, you know, it's like, hey, why aren't you releasing it in January? Anyway, by Rachel Swirsky. And um, John Scalzi says that Rachel Swirsky is one of the best speculative writers of the last decade. That is very high praise. Um, but the, the premise, funny. yeah, the premise of the book is it's kind of weird. It's... January 15th, the day all Americans receive their annual universal basic income payment. And it, I, from what I gather, it's like it follows different characters. And um, I guess we'll find out more about what they do with their income payment when they get it. And the next book is called The City Inside. And it comes out June 7th by Samit Basu. And the synopsis for this is The City Inside, a near-future epic by the internationally celebrated Samit Basu, pulls no punches as it calms for your anxieties about society, government, the environment, and our world at large, yet never loses sight of the hopeful potential of the future. Which, you know, that's very important to have for me is... You you've got the all the all the anxieties and the problems, but then you need you need some hope uh, mixed in there. Otherwise, mm. it's just too heavy. Definitely. So, mm. Yeah. All right. Star. Did you have anything for June? Yep. Uh, one book, and that's a uh, Grief of Stones by Catherine Edison. It's coming uh, out on June fourteenth, and yeah. The second second book of the cemeteries of Amalo, or if you speak in uh, how should I say um, in in world terms, the third book of the uh, Goblin Emperor series. Mm. Yeah, it's a sequel to The Witness for the Dead, which we read and mm. did an episode on. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I want to see what happens with two specific characters. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I talk, right. I think I talked enough about it on the Discord. <laughs> I haven't read the, the Goblin Emperor yet, and I'm not sure if I I, I will. Only because mm-hmm. I, I we've had some some discussions about other another book that has apparently a similar sort of series, and someone said, "If you didn't like that book, don't read this one." <laughs> oh, I might. Um, I, it was, it was, I read Circe and didn't like it, or Circe. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I will read Circe and I will let you know how similar they are. Because... I mean, they're okay. not exactly like, I mean, Circe is obviously a retelling of uh, Greek gods. Yeah. Um, so it's read, not exactly the same sort of. I read both of them. I uh-huh. didn't like, like, uh, and, uh, Gotham Emperor, one of my new favorite books ever. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that's my perspective on it. It's been on my list and it's been taken off my yeah. list and it's been put on my list. And I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would like uh, to cheat awards yeah. that Amelia has set her books. Uh, do you have any? Uh, yes, I do. I do have some. Yeah. Um, my on. two books. My first book is A Mirror Mended by Alex E. Harrow which is the second installment in her fairy tale retelling series, which is called Fractured Fables. The first book of this was a a spindle splintered, which is a sleeping beauty type of 
it's I wouldn't call it a retelling. It's sort of a like a twist on the Sleeping Beauty um, fable, uh, and she's sort of just taking uh, our old fairy tale stories and twisting them slightly um, in this series of books. So um, I'm looking forward to reading those books as a whole, just from a fairy tale point of view, to see what she's done with the the stories that we all know. Um, and my other book, which is probably my most anticipated book for next year, is The Blood Traitor by Lynette Noni, which is the final book in the Prison Healer trilogy. Mm. Um, okay. The second book, The Gilded Cage, left us at a bit of a cliffhanger. And <laughs> everyone is looking forward to this book who's read the, the series, not just because it's a cliffhanger, but because it's uh, we sometimes talk about trilogies having a little bit of a second book syndrome mm-hmm. where the second book's not quite as good as the other the, the books either side mm-hmm. of it but um the gilded cage was definitely not suffering from second book syndrome Ooh. oh my so yes when it's it's yeah that's probably my most anticipated book for the the next year awesome and i highly recommend yeah. it Lynette Noni has just recently got herself published in the UK and the US because she's an Australian author. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, highly recommend reading. Awesome. Yeah, I I will put her on my list. Mm-hmm. Another book or can I cheat now? Oh, you can add. Yeah, what's what's your other book? Okay. It comes out in, in July, but I'm... I'm so proud of uh, how I did the description of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have to uh, have to uh, talk okay. about it very short because I'm proud of myself for that. Um, and it's a strange and stubborn endurance uh, by Foss Meadows. It comes out on July 26, and it's about a closeted uh, prince uh, who has an arranged marriage uh, with a princess, but it accidentally comes out. But instead of humiliation, the king offers him the hand of his son, the prince. Add political intrigue and prison, and you got this book. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That's a twist. Yeah. Twist of the year. Yeah, and... The the author's name is so cool. Foz Meadows. F-O-Z. Foz. Meadows. Mm-hmm. So there like is... Good... Oh, go ahead. Sounds like a good political romance book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe Kip will read it. I think he will. He talked about it uh, some, some days ago, how he wants to read more... Ah. more uh, queer uh, women's uh, fantasy books. Yeah, well, there you go. And for the Malazan fans, um, Esselmont is coming out with another book called The Gistal, which is a Path to Ascendancy book, supposedly slated for June 21st. So I cannot read that book because I'm very far behind, um, but maybe someday. Yes, I only got through the first Malazan book. And then my young adult reading took over. <laughs> I do not blame you. <laughs> I will get there. I will get back to that series at some point. No rush. So anyone right. else uh, wants to cheat? <laughs> well, I mean, there are like, you know, the usual suspects, like the Doors of Stone, the Thorn of Emberlane, um, Winds of Winter. But, you know, who, who even knows? Who even knows when? Um, I did find out that Neil Gaiman may, maybe, uh, will get to the sequel for Neverwhere, which is called The Seven Sisters. He's been, like, trying to write this thing since, like, 20, I don't know, 2017? But he's been so successful and so busy with other projects that he hasn't (laughs) had the time to write. Um, But maybe in 2022. And then Steven Erickson's Walk in Shadow should be coming out sometime in 2022. So, yeah. All right. I think there's a couple of other books that are coming out second half of the year, but we can maybe leave those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the publication dates, I think, are a bit all over the place because they're like US publication dates, Australia, UK, like just those are the titles that are coming out uh, in the first half of the year. And hopefully uh, we'll get them. Well, we will actually get them. If not, you know, 
shortly after. Yeah. All right. So hopefully our anticipated releases for 2022 have been diverse enough for everyone to find at least one new title to get excited about. Um, Have we missed anything? Let us know in the Legendarium's Discord channel. The invite link is available at thelegendarium.com. We want to thank Craig for allowing us the opportunity to have a fan-based podcast on the Legendarium banner. And many thanks to Horizon Brave for starting us off on this journey. Thank you so much, Panda and Star, for joining me today. We look forward to hearing what books you are anticipating in the new year. Music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punks. Bye. Bye.